0: Hi, everybody! It's episode four hundred and fifty-two of PodQuest.
1: Hey. chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> ah.
0: It's Wednesday, April twelfth, twenty twenty-three. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And a bird outside. The cock. Ah. And I guess Walnut is here too.
1: N- no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. Hey, hey. you're what? Hey, hey. The bird from Milada, oh. voiced by, voiced by what's his name? He voices everything. That's a, that's it.
0: I don't know that I knew that bird's name. I I saw Moana once, like around the time it came out.
2: Hey, they're Moana doing a live action one. remake. They're they're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking already. Yeah. Yeah, all you on. know what? Like
0: it. It was a. It was a good Disney movie.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Agreed.
1: I uh, I'm kind of upset. No one responded to my post in movies, TV, and anime on my Discord today. Um, for the Muppets Mayhem, it's like a behind the music series of uh, Doctor Teeth uh uh a uh, band from the muppets i
0: didn't i saw the thing posted but i was it's, at work well, i did not have a chance to click on it
1: well like it it's i think maybe the first or second episode is like a behind the music type stuff but then the rest of it is them trying to come back into the world and create new music at one point they try to mimic uh dead mouse and stuff it's i'm all for it all in on this series
0: that does, is it on like disney plus or
1: something yeah d plus
0: yeah you know what that could be interesting yeah that could definitely be interesting. I'll track of, a track of everything, guys. Like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Oh, we're how's, we're the, how's everybody podcast? doing? How are you guys doing?
1: Doing alright. You know, can't complain. Started my day nervous, but I can't complain. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. True. how about you? No.
2: Yeah. Wow, no one's going to ask why I was nervous. Yeah, I was going to ask why. What what, what made you nervous? Why not?
1: Um, and this is all just me being self-indulgent and plugging again. My first Let's Play episode came out today at noon. And so I'm just like, oh no! I hope people like it. Nervous.
0: See, I was gonna bring that up later.
1: You, it's it's nowhere on here, so I don't know.
0: That was I. I was gonna surprise you by asking no, you about you, it after the no, first you, thing.
1: No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Yes, I you, was. You can't. You can't prove it now.
0: On my um, I mean, I can't prove it. Prove it, but I actually have on my uh my timestamp doc that I have side by side with the outline. Uh, okay. It just says let's play. So okay. that I would remember to ask you about the let's play.
2: But now we're not fucking talking about it. You ruined. You know the I, We it's over. We, <laughs> we
1: already talked about it. Okay, I was just nervous. Okay, I was nervous because I don't know if people are gonna like it or not. And I've I don't had like some, it. I've had some people say it was good, so I'm happy. That makes Is me it happy. Is like like it like edited and stuff? Yes, I uh, I recorded. Uh, so it's uh um the long dark um it, I'm doing it on. The second to hardest difficulty, stalker difficulty, and I recorded for about 45 minutes, was able to cut it down to just about a half hour. Um, and then my next episode, I might be recording tonight, if not Friday, and I plan on cutting that a little bit differently so that try, I want to get it under a half hour. Um, but yeah, it's edited down so that like, just me walking is cut down or, um, if I'm checking every cabinet, if there's actually a little bar that, like, has to, like, scroll around to, like, this is how long it takes for you to check the cabinet, I, like, I'll click the cabinet, and then as, once the bar shows up, I'll cut from the bar showing up to the bar ending, so it's just, like, a quick, here you go, here you go, here you go, and not... Because there's, there's a couple of places where it's just, like, rapid fire checking every cabinet, and not getting anything, so I might cut a lot of the inspecting cabinets out
0: well that's what people are there for though not like who really. the fuck watches a long dark sh- let's play and not want to see all the
1: cabinet? i i mean i'm sure a lot of people there's a lot more to see in that game than just opening cabinets is there though there is there's actually uh, i've i've watched uh so there's a youtuber named glock 9 who did a let's play um who found a prison that i did not know was on the map and they um, probably
0: opened a bunch of cabinets while they were there
1: no, they didn't spend any time in the prison, which kind of makes me annoyed, because they found... So, at this prison, there's like an actual locked key-coded door that you can find a note that'll tell you where the um, passcode is to get into the door. He found the note that told him where the passcode was, but he didn't take the note, and therefore didn't mark it on his map. And so he never went to get to the passcode to find out what was in the door. And like, I was actually super frustrated at the, some of the ways he played the game, but like, also, you play the game how you want to play the game. The way he was playing it was not the way I would play it. So uh, what you're saying
0: is he played it wrong and you don't like him.
1: Maybe a little, no, I love Glassman. 9. <laughs> I watch all his shit. Trust me. I love everything he does. But it's just like, I was like, man, you, you should do it this way. You should do it. I like, I keep, I'm just like, you're doing it wrong. Oh, you're, you're a
0: backseat it. gamer.
1: No, cause I don't, I'm not, going to actually tell him he's doing it wrong. Well, um, you
0: will when I send him a clip of just that little uh,
1: bit. You know, that's fine. He'll he'll like he'll talk shit on me on on his next episode of whatever he's making and uh laugh and he'll probably tag me be like, "Oh, this guy thinks he's better than me. Let's check out his, let's play and maybe I'm better than him. Maybe I'm not. You never know.
0: We're going to go <laughs> with not, but only because it's your first try. Bless you. Thank you.
1: Was that you? Because
0: a... I wasn't really sure who did it. It
1: was it was me. Okay. Um I mean, it's not the first time I've played the game, but it is my 1st time
0: Yeah, that's why I'm and, assuming it, that, yeah. like, this is not like a shot at you. Like, it's probably kind of bad because it's the first one you've done. Like, yeah. nobody strikes gold on their first one.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Um, but I, I've watched through it because I had to edit it and I played it and I was like, you know what, this is, it's not terrible. It's not, it's, it's, it's like at least enjoyable if you like this game. Um, and so, yeah, if you just, if you guys have a chance to look up, uh, uh, I think it's Be Walnut or it's let's play the Long Dark Permadeath and it's Be Walnut's on YouTube. It's um, check it out.
0: Right. Well, with that out of the way, um, are you doing? Not are you doing? I'm sorry. It's it's one of those days. What's on the agenda?
1: On the agenda, Cobb wants to talk about Apex Legends for some reason. I'm shocked. Um, then me and Drew played some board games on Saturday night. I almost said Friday night. Uh, then I started watching a new podcast. Listening to a new podcast. Um you wrote watching words. on there, Cobb. No, you wrote watching on the thing, Cobb.
0: Oh, is it not like um it's not no, like a it's, YouTube it's show?
1: No. No, it's a podcast.
0: I don't know anything. I've never fucking heard of this before. I
1: said it was a podcast. Did you? I'm fucking it's the one with Jeff
2: Goldblum in it. Yeah, I have no idea what
1: the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I said I started listening to a new podcast called Dark Dice.
0: Well, you called it an actual play, so I think I assumed there was a YouTube element to it, and that you were but just I, watching it on YouTube. Fair. I,
1: but it, it is an actual.
0: But I just assumed it was a YouTube one.
1: But I said listen.
0: You may have. But, like, started I started
1: listening to a new actual play called Darkness.
0: I think I saw the actual play part and just ran with it.
1: Whatever. So, my flub up was Cobb's fault. Um, and then, uh, Cobb, you started watching uh, Mythic West... Um, no, you started listening all, to
2: it. What are you talking you about? Start, you
1: started listening to Mythic Quest. And then we all watched Pitch Perfect 2. I actually more so listened to it, but honestly that show was mostly audio bits, and it was great. So you didn't really have to watch it. Um, but yeah, that's the show.
0: Yeah, that is going to be a show. Um, so Rich, how how are you doing with Apex? That's actually why I put it on here.
1: I, I'm i doing slightly better than I expected. Um, it- I... Ju- Real quick, just to
0: roll back for anyone that doesn't know. So you were trying to get your rank up before, like, a reset or something, right?
1: Well, so here's the thing. If you have not played Apex Legends or any other sort of online ranked game mode, uh, they do seasons, and midway through the season, they will have what they call rank split, which will lower your rank. Um... So to like the the rank before. So if you get the silver, you go back to bronze. If you
2: get the gold, you go back to silver, and so on and so forth. Just, just I to also real quick clarify: a, not every game does this. B, Apex hasn't always done this either. It's relatively I mean, it's, new in Apex. Yeah, it's how it, it's how they've been doing it since I've been paying attention to the rank split over the past. Um, it's so, only been like the last three seasons.
1: I, I mean, then it's only over the past last year that I've been paying attention to it. Um... But currently, they're in season 17, Juro, I believe.
2: It's 16 or 7. I don't know.
1: And, for sure. um, as a, uh, celebration for me reaching 300 followers on Twitch, I decided to do Apex, a month of Apex in ranked mode, uh, which has now just turned into the full split. So the end of the season, 30-something days, like 35 days of me playing Apex Legends ranked. I started on April 4th because that was the day the split happened, so, if I had started prior to that, I would have lost any progress I made anyway, because I I know I wouldn't have gotten above silver by then. And if I was, so starting after that worked better. Um. So I've I've been playing since the fourth. I've been playing Apex since a little bit before the fourth, but on rank since the fourth. And as of yesterday, which was the eleventh, by the end of yesterday's stream, I reached mid almost to the end of silver four. So, it goes... You start at bronze four, and it counts down to bronze one, and then it goes silver four all the way down to silver one,
2: so on and so forth. You actually so, start at rookie three.
1: Well, yeah. You you start at rookie, but once you get out of rookie, you never go back to rookie. It's, oh, you're always in bronze from that point forward.
0: Oh, really? So, like, you yeah. even if you don't play for, like, an extended period, it won't, like, drop you?
1: Yeah, because rookie is, like, the training. It's, like, this is teaching you how ranked works and things like that. Because uh, oh, okay. I did... Going I did to say rookie. that's also not true. I, well, I mean, I, I'm just—it's not actual training, but it's—it's it's the people who are just jumping into ranked, and it's like here's how ranked works. Well, well that's
2: what I'm saying the, is the, you can the go back to rookie.
1: I've I went I jumped into rookie two seasons ago, and I've not gone. I've jumped out of rookie two seasons ago, or a season ago, and I never went back. I, I mean, started
2: I mean, in bronze, maybe a season, but like going way back, I played a lot of ranked Apex, and I was almost gold. I might have even gotten bounced from like Silver 1 to Gold 4, and I definitely had to, and I haven't played a lot of Ranked Apex since, and I definitely started this in Rookie. Maybe, maybe,
1: maybe because, you know, they did change up the seasons at some point, and and how RP is gained, as well as how much RP is needed to get up levels, so they might have reset everyone prior to that to Rookie. Because it um uh Zeno Alien somebody I I stream with and talk to about Apex a lot. He says he's reached Master, whatever whatever's after Diamond. He's reached that once or twice in the old system, and in their current system that they have, he can barely get out of Platinum. But the amount of RP that he has would have gotten him to a higher to Master in the past. So like that's how drastically they changed. He is. A lot further... He has a lot more RP, but he is still further behind than where he used to be. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so that's like the basic gist of, of Ranked. Um, and so I have been playing Ranked. I am out now Silver 4. I have about 130 RP left to get to Silver 5... Or, or Silver 3. Um, and if I... The way that it works is from... In bronze, you just need 500 RP per rank to rank up. In silver, you need 600. I'd actually be—I actually—I think I'm under 100, so I would actually be the next rank up if I was still in bronze. That's how fast I went through. I—I I started yesterday at bronze one and made it all the way to the end of silver one in one stream, which was, felt great. Well, good job. Yeah. It um, it all—it's all, all going to turn into whatever I end the month in will determine a celebratory stream, um, if there's a chance I could go back. There's a chance I could fall back to bronze.
2: So what's your ha- punishment
0: if that happens?
1: So if I cannot end the month outside of bronze, I have to play Mega Man X8, the worst game I ever Ooh. played. Yeah. That's if, like, if I end the month still as a bronze, or if I end the split as bronze, I have to play that. Um If I, it's anything else, anything above bronze is all, like, it's like Mario Kart is for silver, for reaching silver. So right now, Celebration is Mario Kart. If I reach gold, I think I said probably Mario Party, but I might change that to, um, to Fall Guys. And if I get to Platinum, it might, I might do Mario Party. So or let's make sure those. he
2: doesn't get to Platinum. <laughs> oh,
1: people, people like Mario Party. Just because you guys don't doesn't mean a lot of people don't. A lot, I, I know people who like Mario Party. Mario Party is, in my opinion, a fun game. We had you watch people play Mario Party. You yeah. hated watching people play
2: Mario Party.
1: I hated watching people be mad at the fact that they got to play Mario Party and get paid for it. And they complained about it the entire fucking time. That's what I hated. I hated people being miserable. Because it's, it's Mario Party. It's <laughs> no. <laughs> it's about to say the same thing. <laughs> they're Well, yeah, they're miserable because they're playing a game that they don't like. I like Mario Party. I'm not going to be miserable. I didn't hate the thing because it was Mario Party. I hated the thing because the people. With people you play, made it bad.
0: Can you play Mario Party online without everyone having it? Or do you know enough people that also have it?
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, you, people might need to have it. Um, I, I don't even have it. So I'd have to oh, buy it. Oh, I thought it, you did have it. No, I, I haven't gotten it. So I'd have to buy it. But I do know enough people who, I know four, at least three people that have Mario Party. Um, but it's just like the reason that's in a higher tier is because like, that's, it's a fucking Mario game, so it's going to be sixty, seventy dollars. I, I, I kind of don't want to buy it just because I'm going to play it maybe once or twice. Because the people I do know who have it, we're not going to play it that. Long. Um, and I'm just, it's, it's a party game. I don't want to play it unless I have people to play it with.
0: That's, I mean, yeah, like that is not a game you want to play by yourself. Yeah. No. But yeah, congratulations on getting your your rank up, as it were.
1: Thanks. Uh, everyone had faith in me that I'd get to at least silver. So, I, I, uh, the, the real celebration is gonna be when I, if and when I reach gold. Um, but I feel like over the course of the past week alone, I've gotten better at planning, at communication, at knowing where to go, and things like that. The hardest part for me, and for anybody I've played with so far, is really fucking Broken Moon. The level. That's just the worst level, and that makes this rank grind harder. Because no one likes that level, no one really knows that level, and, like, I, it has me considering changing stream days just to avoid that fucking- Really? Yeah. That- I- I- Drew, you could probably agree. Like, I don't know how- I think- I don't know how you feel about Broken Moon, but most people I talk to do not like Broken Moon.
2: I can't tell you what level is what. That's how little I give a fuck. About Broken Moon the is levels, th- I think they're all fine.
1: Broken Moon is a level with all the zip lines and stuff when Catalysts. Cool. Actually,
2: I might like that one more than
1: the others I do not I d I don't I don't like it just because it's it I mean, it has the same issue that like people have with Stormpoint and that I kind of have with Stormpoint, but Storm Point actually does it a little bit better. It's there's it's it's very big and there's a whole lot of nothing in between POIs. And it's if it, because of the easy ways to travel around with the zip lines you get into a firefight everyone's on you right away like you can't you, there's not a lot of 1v1s or 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 3 team fights it's once you get into a single firefight you have at least four teams come on you at, at once and it's just there's no way to actually like even easily third party if you hear a fight and i just i don't often have good experiences dropping in that in that map
0: can you pick your map? Or is it, does it no. auto pick, like just, no? Whatever? So it's, it's on a rotation. The
1: way, yes, yeah, uh, there's a rotation. So if you're playing in non ranked, it's every 90 minutes a new map comes out when you're playing in Battle Royale. If you're doing their, uh, uh, LTM, um, like it's like the Battle Royale, the gun run, and everything else. It's, I think, every 15 minute change, 30, 20, maybe 15 to 30 minutes, uh, it rotates but in ranked it's daily so every day at noon it changes to the next map
2: oh, okay i didn't realize that yeah but like but if you're saying that people complain about the one map having being too big but then all the people just wind up in the one spot when fights happen I, like i feel like they try to mitigate all the people being in one spot by having a bigger map if you have a smaller map everyone's just going to wind up bunched up together and like but, so you're complaining about a thing that they're trying to solve but, no, the, but then the, you're the all problem... just doing it anyway, so it's like No, the problem is honestly to me it's the zip lines. It's too that's you're
1: able to travel too fast around the map and there's you get you'll get say they're in, in a I d I don't know how say like in a five hundred meter radius, there's three POIs and they're all two hundred and fifty meters apart from each other. In a triangle, somehow, or something like that. You can get to each of those very quickly. But between the POIs, there's nothing. And that's where it's like, alright, well, this, this kinda sucks. Like, there's, everyone converges onto these several spots, and then there's nothing in between. There's no good cover, or good areas to find cover. Uh, and it's just like, it's, if you're not at a POI, you're kinda screwed and i feel that's every map in that game though like and then there and then there's just promenade where everyone decides to drop at promenade when there's no good loot there which just oh. sucks
2: well, yeah i mean like i said i don't know i don't really see how that map really is any different from any of the other maps when it comes to that like all the maps have things to let you be able to get to other spots quickly like that is how that game is designed
1: yes but Like, and that's the thing, like, Stormpoint and, and, and Broken Moon are two that have a lot more of the ways to travel from spot to spot quickly. Because Stormpoint and Broken Moon, they have the, the cannons. They have the zip lines that zip you around. There are the, like, the, the, the drop zips that you can go up on, uh, I can't remember, World's Edge and, um, uh, uh, Kings Canyon. And even on, Um, Olympus, but they don't actually get you that far. They don't help you move that far, and to get to them, you're you you can't get to them as fast as you can get to some of these ziplines. And it's I don't know. I've I've also kind of noticed that normal Apex audio issues happen a lot more in Broken Moon than they do in any other map.
0: Well, that sounds like a personal problem.
2: Apex needs to fix her audio, man. That's another thing I've been seeing complaints about lately, and. I don't know that I get them. I don't know if that's a PC thing, but like, Ugh. I yeah, I, I've seen the complaints. I'm like, I don't know. I, I hear this game fine. I that's it's just where shots it, are coming from. It's not the shots. It's footprints, footsteps. People will be
1: right behind you, and you will not hear them. I also don't have that issue. I've I it's it as dumb as it sounds. It's very selective. There are times where I. And I've talked about this and I've even showed it on streams and stuff. Like, yes, I can hear exactly where they are in this building I'm standing right next to. But then there's other times where they just, they'll take a zip up and I don't even hear the zip. And they'll sneak up right behind me and and blow me up without, without even knowing that they were there. And it's just like, it is, it's like, it's not all the time, but there is a lot, it is a lot more that I have audio issues than I, than I
2: don't. Again, I wonder if that's a PC thing. I know.
1: Xbox players have the issue. Um, so, I don't know. Fucking re- Respawn? Yep. Respawn. Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: I was going to say Epic. I'm like, no, that's Fortnite. That's the wrong one.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about Apex, though?
1: No, I'm, ha- I'm having fun with this. I am. It's, Good.
2: It's...
0: You... And you're still playing the rest of the month?
1: Yes. Uh, it's going to be until... Let's see. I think there was 27 days left in the season yesterday. You said, so... like, May
0: 4th, I think, right?
1: Well, um... so until monday the 8th i think give or take so initially it was going to be till may 4th but because i found out that the season was going to end so soon so close to it i was just like i'll just go i'll just do the full season just i i mean it's only an extra couple of days It's not that big of a deal but i'll do the full split of the season instead of just stopping on the fourth gives me a little bit of extra time and it just if it, it kind of to me makes sense. We start on the yeah. split. We end at the end of the season.
0: That does make sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I well, think it's about the eighth or something like that.
0: Okay. Well, how how did you guys feel about these games you played?
1: Um. So we played what three? Well, four games technically, Drew. Um. First, before my nieces went to sleep, we played Grape Escape. I was gonna say I silly. didn't play Grape Escape. You did. Yeah. Though. It's it's which is silly. It's 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 a kids game. Yeah. They, they it's get been a little things up.
2: forever. I've I've never seen it. It, um, it was around in the nineties. I can yeah. I remember the fucking commercial.
1: But like if you if you've never played, you get like little Play-Doh dudes that you squeeze into a mold, and there it's like you have your green Play-Doh, your red Play-Doh, whatever. Blah blah blah, and you turn them into little grapes. Um, you then uh, you 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 roll a die and you move through the board, and if you land on a space, your grape gets smushed, and you have to make a new grape and put it at a, a spot. Um... And you just have to see who gets to the end of the conveyor belt last, or first, and who gets squished least and whatnot. And it was silly. It's a fun little silly kids game. Um,
2: but then we played, uh, what was the, the gambling game? Uh, we trivia. played Wits and Wagers. It's Wits a trivia slash gambling game. So all the questions, the answer is a number. Uh, everyone writes down their answer, and then you put the answers on a board uh and you sort them from lowest to highest okay uh and then everyone bets on what they think the right answer was or who was closest without going over uh and -hmm. the version we played i guess eric got the kickstarter version at some point and it has a vegas Of course he did (laughs) of course he did has a, a vegas theme where before all the answers are shown for ten to one odds, you can just bet on the person you think is going to get the right answer, and that is how uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, me Richie and, Gwen and my won. <laughs> niece
1: won because so it was she was like, "Can I play with you?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And so uh, in the game, you get two uh, two coins, one that represents $100, one hundred dollars, one that represents two hundred dollars. You have you have to play those every round, and you get them back every round. So I would okay. hide them I would hide them in my hands and have her pick. I think out of what the 10 rounds or whatever we had, 5, 6 rounds we had. She picked the 200 coin 5 out of 6 times. And I, I we would always ask her, "Do you want to guess who got it right before knowing what the numbers are?" And she said yes. And of the however many rounds she guessed that, I think she guessed it 4 times. She got it right at least 3.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm and got us $2,000 each round. And so, with those being 10 to 1, and then all the rest, when they're assorted lowest to highest, are, like, 5 to 1, 4 to 1, 3 to 1, as it gets closer Uh, to the middle number.
1: Yeah, and then it goes up as it gets further from the middle. Yeah. Because it's, like, the the highest guess and the lowest guess are, like, the higher odds, because they may be less likely, and then like the the two closest guesses are like the lower odd and we because we were playing with what six people mm-hmm. or something like that the middle portion was taken out whereas there's like an exact middle which is only like two to one, two odd, to one or something yeah.
2: and then the Vegas version also has a you could bet on either red or black which were the three highest guesses or the three lowest guesses yeah
1: and it uh it's it's a quick game it doesn't take too yeah. long a little, a little bit of guesswork and thinking. Um, I was mad at myself because one of the questions was like, "When was the first, uh, the first showing of Donald Duck?" Or like, "When did Donald Duck first appear in, in, in a, in a cartoon, cartoon, or whatever?" Yeah. And I guessed, I, I'm gonna say 1942 or something like that. And it was like 1937. I was the closest. Wow, guest. I
0: didn't realize it was that long ago.
1: Yeah. I, he, well yeah and and I explained this when we were playing the only reason I know this is because there was Nazi propaganda using Donald Duck or back in anti-Nazi uh, in, in, propaganda yeah, I don't know it was Disney fair. um fair <laughs> <laughs> uh back in back during World War 2 era so I do remember like that being pre like within the early 1940s so I wasn't sure how long ago he was in, he was introduced but I knew it was like pre nineteen forty two. So I what did you, just like.
0: Sorry, what did you say the name of that game was? I just realized I didn't type it.
1: Wits and Wagers. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and and a lot of the other questions were just very similar to that. Anytime there was a history based question, we all just guessed through. <laughs> um. It's, even though I got like through. almost
2: none of the answers. <laughs> yeah. <twice. laughs>
0: when when and, you guys initially like were talking about it, for some reason i I was thinking more. Um. Do you guys remember there was that, like, stock trading game? I forget what it was called. The only... Um, it was, like, card-based, though, like... like...
1: Yeah, yeah that's, um... Are you Pit. thinking of yes, Pit? Yes,
0: Pit. For some reason in my head, I thought it was more like that until you started describing, and you're just like, oh, yeah, and there was a question about Donald Duck. I'm like, oh, I am totally yeah. thinking yeah. in the wrong direction.
2: Yeah, no. It is a yeah. trivia game that you do not need to know anything to win. It's, yeah.
0: Which, it's kind of like, um... Again, I can't remember the name of the goddamn game. Rich, uh, the game that we saw at PAX during, uh, was it the Kids? No, it wasn't Kids. I forget what booth it was. But remember we saw that one game that was, um, it was trivia, but it was, like, kind of hard questions, and the concept was you actually bet your stuff based on what you thought other people got right?
1: Not oh, necessarily yeah, on like, what
0: you got right?
1: I, I It was, like, that university-type game, and, like, you had to convince people that you were more right, yeah, or something like you had to you had to make the guesses that were more right, yeah. Like you had to, more right. yeah, you yeah, basically
0: yeah. like wagered based on that, like yeah, yeah. If,
1: I, I don't, I don't remember the name. Um, I can't remember the name of the booth. Uh, for some reason it would be like always fun or something like that.
0: Oh, right. um, forever stoked,
1: forever stoked. That's there we very go. close to always
2: fun. Te- teamwork, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forever stoked, so close to always fun. I mean, there's a through line there. Yeah,
0: I'll just say closer than not close.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Wits at
1: That I don't think that was the first time I played that, but I I enjoy that game. It's a nice, silly, fun, just who cares kind of game. Um. Then we played. Uh, what was that card game you brought, Drew? I forget S- what skull one or oh something, skull right.
2: skull yeah yeah we played yeah. skull skulls so, fucking great
1: yeah skull is like um a bullshit uh card game. It's basically bullshit, but
2: with less cards. And it's just Um, Skull,
0: like S-K-U-L-L?
2: Yep. Yeah. You have four cards. Three are a flower, one is a Skull. Everyone plays one card. Then it goes around, starting with one person. They can either play another card, face down, or bid a number of cards they think they can flip without finding them. But you have to start with your whole own pile. So if you're now, we've gone around three times, you've got three cards in front of you. If you bid... There And say it's up to six people can play, although I guess if you had more sets, more people you couldn't, but Mm -hmm. the box comes with six, so if there's six people playing, everyone's got down three, there's 18 things on the board. If you say nine, you start with your own three, but then can flip any other six. I'm starting from the top of the piles. Yeah. But if you put your own skull in there, guess what? you're screwed yeah
1: if, if you if you put your own skull as the first one and then play uh, two more flowers and then say three and no one else guesses you're, you fucked yourself over but that's like that's the little bit of a, a a guessing game of like how far can you push it to get people to try to pull your skull without yeah. you having
2: to pull your skull because, yeah, you might bid because you put your skull down, but you want someone else to be like, yeah. oh, well, I'm going to flip this. Why would they bid if they had their skull? I'm going to flip this.
1: Yeah. But then it's like, then you're playing the reverse psychology of, well, I know that they know this, so do I know what they know? They know I know. Yeah. And, yeah. It's it's a fun game. It's not the first time we played it. We played it a couple weeks ago on an uh, online board game. It's, mm. it's, it's cool. And then we did Sellers of Catan Starfares, which... um. I told Eric after we were done, I'm like, this was a good version of this game, we just started it too late. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if we had started it maybe an hour prior, it, we wouldn't have been so, like, ready for it to be over by the time we got to that point, and we would have maybe been more competitive with it. Um, but so it what's it is the, it's...
0: I, I assume it's, um, like, space colonies instead of... Island yeah. or whatnot. So
1: it's yeah, so it's sellers of Catan. It's um it's actually instead of you being on an island where you have to build roads to travel through the island and, and create um a, a different different settlements, you are exploring the galaxy and you find star systems. You can go from, from star system to star system, uncover and discover what's there, and you can either make trade connections with uh, certain colored uh 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 tiles um or you can like place colonies between island or not islands between planets uh and things things like that which you can also eventually turn one of your colonies into a mothership where you can then send more sh- send your ships out from that one rather than from the one you started with all the way
2: at the beginning yeah cuz you start your starting planets are all on one side of the board and then you have hmm. to travel across the rest of the board, finding the other planets, the trade stations, yeah. of-
1: and the planets. uh in, in uh, as opposed to how settlers is where, like the whole island is uncovered once you start. In um in Starfares, it's everything is flipped over, and you don't know what it is until you get there. And what it could be is
2: nothing. Um, Which and somehow so... we randomly had <laughs> essentially the entire. It almost winds up kind of lanes. Like, the the yeah. starting 12 planets are all in clusters of three, like, basically in four rows. And uh, there were four extra things going across, right? Something like that. Four or and five, I don't know. It's... The very top row, I'm pretty sure it was four, so a total of five in the row. Of the four things to be flipped, three of them were just empty.
1: Yeah. And, and it was, it, it, we felt bad, because... Uh, Audra, my sister-in-law, she was playing through, uh, trying to uncover planets along the top, and she went through all the way across the top, and didn't find a single planet to settle. Uh, she found a, st- a space cow. Coll- I know, there was a, s- a cluster of planets to settle, at the- at one point, that I uncovered, right before her turn, and she was like, I was about to go there! But, like, finding a planet doesn't really change. Like, you, you finding a star system doesn't add points to you, it's settling the star system, things like that, that adds more points. Um, instead of having things like longest road, most cities in this one, they do, um, there are four different tiles, potentially four different tiles on the map that you could, uh, make trade routes with, they're different alien species. And you could essentially get an additional two points if you have the most, Renown, I guess, the most trade docks in their colony, and so that's where that's where the fighting back and forth for like the longest quote longest road would be. Is oh well, you got the green guys, and you have two on there, but I can place three on there because I have enough resources and everything. I put three, which then means I can take that from the green guy, but I'm also going to go to the pink people, and I'm going to put one on there because no one's got one on there, and now I have four points from having. Uh, the most trade routes with two alien species. They, um, they kept a dice roll where, like, you get supplies based on your dice rolls, same as basic Catan, but they also incorporated, which streamlines the game very nicely, random cards where every round you get, you roll the dice, and based on your victory point level, if you have base, the, just like the lowest points, which I think is four, you get two random cards every turn until you go over like seven or eight and then you only get one until you go over 12 or something i don't remember the break game. and then you don't get any random cards so that actually helps feed like the resources you might need um same kind of trade aspect and everything else like that uh but i i, I thought this was a neat way to figure it out they have these little spaceships that represent your mothership design. And that's how you decide how far you can travel, is based on the upgrades that you have on your spaceship, as well as you shake it, and there's like three or four different, four or five four. different colored balls in here. Well, I think well, you could get multiple yeah. colors as well, so I don't know. There are four, four different, different colors. colors, I don't know
2: how many different balls I, Yeah,
1: was, I don't know how many different balls, but you shake it, and based on the two balls that show up at the bottom, uh, where your thrusters are, determines... If an event card gets pulled or if you, how many spaces you can move, um, and then you have to add cargo pods and, and, um, lasers and things like that to be able to do other events. It's just, honestly, it's just very, it's a different, it, it's different enough of the original game that makes it, I feel like people like Drew, you don't like the original game. I feel like you might have enjoyed this one a lot more.
2: It's better. But it's a better version of a bad game, <laughs> in my opinion. It's still so random. It's still, like, kinda of bullshit. It was more interesting than just base Catan, but it's still Catan. Like, I, if I had to play a version of Catan again, I would want to play that version. Well, you have to play it every time.
0: You know, I have still never played any Catan.
2: It's okay, it's Monopoly. You, you would you hate roll it. roll dice because and it's random nice. shit happens. And yeah, guess you what? Would hate you it could roll stuff on your turn. You roll dice on your turn, you might get nothing from it. You might do a turn where you didn't do anything. Yeah.
0: That seems about right for, for games,
2: right? That, that is at least the thing I can definitely say I like more about this version of Catan than basic Catan. Like, okay, maybe the die roll at the beginning, I didn't get any resources, but I then still, like, do something mm-hmm. <laughs> that can give me something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll say though, like, in this version at least, there was even my turn, like, across everyone's turns, let's say, because there was four of us playing, no, Mm -hmm. five? four, Four? Four of us playing, let's say we had, I don't know, 50 turns, I maybe only didn't get resources in five. So, like, the way, like, things are plotted out and how lucky we got with dice rolls like I was still consistently getting resources, um, but it also I was playing a little bit more aggressive on the colony side and trying to get as many colonies as I can and unlock more supplies and whatnot. So I it just might have been how I played, but I didn't often have a a turn go by that I didn't get some supply. It just never was the supplies I needed,
0: which mm-hmm. you know seems about right.
1: Yeah, but it's it's you've never played Catan, but in Catan it, you get um. Uh, in in basic Ettan it's, it's a four to one trade ratio so you can trade four sets of wool for one set of ore or mineral unless you find a um, unless you find and build a settlement near a port which could potentially have three to one anything or two to one two of a specific material for one of any material or, or something like that. Uh, this game, it's just flat out, you don't have to be anywhere specific. You don't have to own anything specific. It's just flat out three to one everything except for one that's going to be two to one. And I think it's always goods, it's two to one. Or at least that's how it was this time. So, like, then you want to try to push to try to get, to be able to get extra goods so that you can always trade up those goods to get one of something every time you get two. Which uh, makes but, makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Uh, it was, like, like I said, like we started it late. Um, and we were all getting tired, and by the end, we just wanted, because it was getting close to 1.30, it it was after 1 o'clock by the time we ended it, we were just like, let's just finish this, let's work together to get a winner. And Audra, who was in last place, leading up to, like, the last two rounds, won. And we were all like, you could do this, and this, and this, she's like, yeah, okay, I'll do that, and it's like, great, you win, awesome. It's like, what do you need? Here, I'll trade this for you, I'll trade that for you, great, you win, awesome, let's clean up and go home because we're tired <laughs> yeah and it was really that to me at least and i said that to eric i was like it's only because we were tired it was late we started it late that's the only reason we wanted to rush the-
0: yeah that's the downside with some of those games like you don't n- realize how long they'll take or you think they're not going to take as long and then all of a sudden it's been like two hours and it's like yeah oh shit it's one in the morning like everyone's fucking tired yeah uh well anything any other games or anything you guys want to talk about
1: no. Nope. I didn't play any other board game.
0: Well then, Rich, how is this yes. Dark Dice YouTube series you're watching?
1: So, this, um, <laughs> this, uh, um, ah, shit, I can't think of any sort of old school media thing, words right now. Intelli, this Intellivision series that I started listening. I know Intellivision's a game. A game. I, I don't care. Uh, so Dark Dice. Um, it is an actual play. It's a D&D actual play with uh a, a little bit more of a darker story and they they come out right out like during one of the first episodes and let you know like this is meant to be very difficult for the players um they use a sanity uh system to where like if they reach 20 sanity then they go crazy and like end up fighting each other if they reach a certain amount of sanity they might start mistaking people for things and it adds into like the role play um uh, uh capa- like their role play of like oh well I saw this, so I swear it was you, even though it wasn't them, they just, they saw something that they were wrong about, because they're just going a little bit crazy, um, and it's just like, it's overall, it's, it's very well produced, and one of the interesting things that they do with this, uh, hence why Jeff Goldblum was on it, is they will play the game, and they will record themselves playing the game, they, they, they're, they're across the world, they, um, so they play online, and then they will actually transcribe the game to become more of a story and they will voice they will get actors to voice some of the NPCs and other characters so the players themselves are voicing the, the characters their characters but the DM is hiring Jeff Goldblum to voice a key NPC and That's and fun. so yeah it's very interesting so it's like anytime there's a new NPC or When they're just doing things and not, like, it's not very important, not necessarily not important, but it's, like, it's him describing the scenery and what's going on, or even in combat, it's not just them sitting there, roll the dice, I do this, this happens. It's, they take the combat that could take an hour, and they boil it down to two minutes, two to three minutes, of him just telling you what happened. They do this and then this and it goes here and then it goes there. And like, I don't know if it's, if they, if he does exactly word for word what happens in the combat, but he like, they'll pepper in some of like the one-liners that the players might try to go for and whatnot while describing the actions of the characters. But like, they don't, they, they stress that this is an actual D&D game. There are dice rolls, but they don't stress the dice rolls in the actual play itself. They, they, perf- they do what they can to transcribe and perform the actual play, uh, post the game being played, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's very cool. It, it can be very rapid at times, uh, especially like in, there was like, there was an entire 30 minute episode that was just him describing a combat session. And it was like, it was a little too quick for me to fully track. But I, like, I got the gist of it. I didn't need to sit here and understand, like, everything that happened. As long as I knew, like, this person got hurt, and this, th- this happened, and this person did that, and whatnot. Like, they, like, it does go fast. Um, but it's just, it's very cool. It's a very interesting, dark story. Um, and it starts off, I'm only less than ten episodes in. And episodes are around, like, I'd say between 20 and 40 minutes long each. I think there might be an hour episode here or there. There's a lot of episodes. Uh, they're in at least two or three seasons now. Um, I have them just all queued up on my Google podcast. So just as I have time, I just click it, to play it and let it keep going. Um, but it's just, I, I really, I enjoy it. It's, it's a different way to perform an actual. This way, like, there's not a lot of downtime in it and they're telling the story and they're telling what happens in the story. But they are also like at times you'll hear him say that would require a whatever check, and it's like if like the player asks them, it's not him saying it as they're playing, like you know, give me this. It's them like voice overing, voice overing, voice over. They're they're it's him voing himself saying like she needed to do this in order to accomplish what she was going for, and they'll be like, oh, I rolled to this, and then it's like, all right, well here's what she was able to do, and he'll describe it better than he did maybe when they were actually playing the game um, and I think I like that idea I like the idea of like recording it and then writing it down to see it to make it work better than just sitting there and and like you getting all the ums or uhs or the the downtime of somebody trying to figure out what their score is or, or or what's actually going to work and what's not going to work I, I like how they're putting this together
0: so is it like a weekly show
1: I think it's uh, every other week. I'm not really sure. It's been going on a long time. It's been on my wish list since I went to Ohio.
0: Oh wow! I thought. See, yeah. I actually thought it was newer because I, I feel like I've heard other people mention it semi-recently because Jeff Goldblum was on it. Oh
1: yeah, like, I guess that the, would be a
0: good reason why it would yeah, get popular. This one,
1: I think it was on my queue on my subscribe feed before Jeff Goldblum was on it. And I did not know that this was a Jeff Goldblum series when I started to to listen to it. And, like, I just knew that there, there was a series on here that I've wanted to listen to because I found out about it in some form and I wanted to check it out. Um, And it, it's good. It's very well produced. It sounds very smooth. And, like, the characters are very interesting. They have, throughout, like, the first couple of episodes, they pepper in, like, maybe every other episode, every, like, two or three episodes, They'll pepper in like the backstory of one of the characters. So, like, you get to know this character, or that character, and whatnot.
0: That That is actually pretty cool. It's, yeah. there's, so I know I was joking before, but there's no, um, it is strictly podcast. It's not like a video podcast sort of deal.
1: As far as I know, it's strictly podcast. Okay. Yeah. It's not like, I, cause Critical Role just released a new podcast thing that they're doing, Midst, and it's like, You can listen to it as a podcast, or if you watch it on YouTube, they have, like, minor animations for it. It's nothing like that. It's just straight up, it's a podcast. Okay. Which, you know, it's nice. The way they're putting it together, it's nice. If it were anything more, like, if it were an actual, like, video or something like that, I would rather them do the, com like, show the combat more and show what's going on and make it a little bit more longer format. But because it's just them, him narrating mostly what's going on. Uh, When it comes to combat or when it comes to scenery and, and different actions that take place, it's mostly him just narrating. It works better as a podcast because, like, I I don't know how they're going to actually, how they would actually make a video without it just being a backdrop with them talking over it. Okay,
0: that's, I can get that. Um, So, and honestly, you I, I know you said you're 10 episodes in?
1: Ish? N- not even, but probably.
0: How many, like, off the top of your head, do you know how many there are?
1: Uh, I guess see. I could just look. <laughs> I'm I'm looking now. Um there are I don't know. Um in season 1 maybe. Hold on. There's 16 chapters of the I guess first season and then the second season looks like it gets split between two parties or the parties are split so there's 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B, so on and so forth. And that goes for uh, ten episodes, and then I think there's another new season after that. I, I I'm not sure because like so,
0: these episodes are actually pretty short
1: too. It looks like yeah, like the longest I've seen is an hour and ten minutes, but that's just sell them sell. That's like a that's not an a- actual episode of the podcast.
0: It's also not nearly like it. It's not weekly. It doesn't look like it looks like they do yeah. take like pretty big breaks and all. Assuming yeah. I'm looking at the right thing, like. Um, is the current one called The Long Road, it looks like?
1: Yeah, the most recent episode was March twenty second, The Long Road. So it's about every two weeks that they do releases. But they're also, like, a full-on um, production company that does a bunch of other audio dramas and mm-hmm. and, and things like that. They're not the so same that's... company
0: that did that thing you had us listen to? No, um... no, 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 no. No? no. That, you know what I'm talking was... about.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. You're talking about, um, what's it called? Uh, the Message and, um... Yeah, uh, life after. those no that that was g e hundred percent that oh, was GE. That's right uh no it's that's not that's not them that's um let's see if it says it in uh uh full and scholar production, which they do the white vault the liberty podcast the bar night the boar night not the bar night Vast horizon don't mind uh like they do a bunch of different audio and a lot of them are like actual play audio podcast audio dramas okay yeah. And they they all have that same style of hiring voice actors to do the NPCs, hiring actors to do the NPCs, rather than it just being the DM voicing six different characters in an episode. They'll probably have the characters have an actual conversation or something. But like the DM actually does all the character dialogue in the game. But then when it comes to production and recording, it's like, oh, let's just get Jeff Goldblum to play, play this guy if we can. All right. Yeah, sure. And then they pay Jeff Goldblum to, to record, record, to posthumously record audio for something that already happened for a fake thing. It's, kind it's of such though. a, it's a funny, yeah, it's fun, but it's a funny concept. Like, you're going to record audio for dialogue that we already have the responses to, because you're Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, we need you to do this. I, I love the idea. I love it.
0: I mean, Jeff Goldblum is also just seems like fun. Like, he yeah, just leans into being like Jeff Goldblum yeah. at this point.
1: Exactly. He'll do He'll do it all.
0: Um, anything else you want to say about this, though?
1: Check it out. If you guys have a chance, check it out. It, it seems pretty
2: fun. Uh, I want people to talk to it.
0: All right, Drew, time, time to listen to some D&D podcasts. I,
2: I tried listening to it once, but I went in expecting an actual play and kind of was, like, immediately bounced off of it. But I have been debating going back and kind of being like, okay, it is not like... Critical role, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's yeah. It is it's a not different like, thing.
1: It it is an actual D D game. It isn't kind of an actual play, but a lot of the play part of the actual play isn't in it. Which is but, funny,
0: like to call it an actual play when it's like n- like it is, but it isn't.
1: Yeah, and it's like the past like two episodes that I listened to, there was a lot more character di- like character to character dialogue, and that's like that's like some of the actual play aspect, and like like I said, they'll, he'll like, they'll ask if they, they'll be like, hey, DM, can we do this? Can we do that? Whatever. And, like, he'll, like, it won't be him saying, yeah, go ahead and do this. It'll be his narration of, that required this, which they succeeded on and did this. Um, and then they would send it back to the dialogue that was the actual game itself, and the characters talking to each other.
0: Nice. Yeah. Alright, so, next up, I watched Mythic Quest, cause I got a, um, I got six months free of, um, Apple TV. Nice. Yeah. That's been the only way I've had Apple TV so far is, like, these, like, six-ish month free things. Yeah. And, like, this just happened to work out that I was, like, kind of looking around at options for it. Because I know I had gotten, like, a few, like, trial offer things with, um like, my new TV and stuff um that I never used. But um uh, T-Mobile actually offers six months free. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll take it. And because Ted Lasso just came back. Last month, so I'm like, I need to catch up on Ted Lasso because that show is a fucking delight. Yeah. Um, and I've honestly heard nothing but good things about most of the original content they have on there.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot of good for YouTube or not for uh for that. Yeah, for
0: Apple TV Plus. For Apple, yeah. Um, but so we decided to watch Mythic Quest because we just kind of we were looking for something like short and funny. Um, and holy shit, is that show funny? Like it's good. they did a really good job with that show. Um, you guys know what it's about vaguely so it's a video game studio that does an mmo um like in in the in the vein of wow and the the first season is them leading up to the launch of their latest expansion um the very first episode is literally them arguing about the design and implementation of a shovel their lead engineer wants the shovel to just be a shovel she just wants it so that you can dig in the game because the game it features like persistent um terrain changes. So like if you dig a hole, that hole will actually stay there. Um, but then Rob McElhaney, the the creative director of the studio, wants it to be like this golden like weapon that is like the best weapon in the game for whatever stupid reason. Um, he mm-hmm. spends an entire episode just beating um uh watermelons with an actual shovel in a mocap suit trying to get like the right swing and stuff down for cracking people's heads open with it. Nice. Um, but it, it, they also do not mind making some pretty fucking racy jokes, um, that because they're willing to lean into it ends up being very funny. Um, in one of the episodes, um, they find out that their game is basically being overrun by Nazis. (laughs) Um. Yeah like just all over their game There's just legitimate like people in there Like making their characters do like Nazi salutes and on voice chat Just spewing hatred Um. So at a certain point they manage to like Segregate them into like An isolated server somehow And they just let them live in that server by themselves Just treating each other like shit Essentially Um. And they don't know it so it's even better But at one point they're using the shovel And they dig a swastika it's a bunch of dicks making the swastika. <laughs> and um Rob McElhaney's character looks at it on like a screen and goes, "Well, that's German engineering." <laughs> I'm just like, "Wow. You got just bravo." Um and then like 10 minutes later in that same episode, they're they, they were basically going over like things that are bad. Um and somehow like somebody brings up like, "Well, what what a pedophile's fear." And this one girl goes, "Um puberty."
1: Oh god. <laughs>
0: I'm just like, okay, so this is this is the 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 level we're setting this show at in like the first two episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's really well done. It's obviously like very satirical of game design. but like also if you ever like read articles or books or stuff like that or listen to people that have been like involved in game design, like it is it's hyperbole, but it's also not in some ways. Like just the way that like a uh, creative directors are sometimes like like Ken Levine's are often noted as being very nitpicky and will just kind of walk in one day and be like I don't like any of this anymore, scrap it all, we're starting over, um, mm-hmm. and like that's very much what like Rob McElhenney's character is like. I mean, he fucking calls himself Ian, like his name is Ian.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but it's got um, it's got Danny Pudi from Community. Yeah. As the monetization manager, or whatever. So he... Ooh,
2: whoops. Hang on a sec. Wow, he broke it. He did. I he can't just believe fell it. into a portal. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He's just gone. I'll never
1: come back.
0: I accidentally, like, whacked the microphone, and it knocked all the little, um... The little, like, ropes off of it to keep it, like, suspended. Oh, nice. you're back. <laughs> yeah. Um...
1: How are the dinosaurs?
0: They're okay. Okay. But yeah, so... So he's in it as the, um as the monetization guy who his entire job is just finding ways to cheat people out of money. Mm-hmm. And like, he leans into it. Like he, he's very good at just like, I don't care what any of you want. I just want to make money. So we're just going to put a casino in this fantasy world.
1: I mean, it makes sense. Does it though? Why not? <laughs> like if, if you want people to make money off of, if you want to make money off of your game, you offer people the option to buy money. And go into a casino and spend the money that they just bought because they're not winning real money; they're winning fake money. But people will be out there to buy money to go into the casino to win fake money. I promise you that oh, it a hundred percent would work, and it definitely makes sense for a skeezy slum, skeezy—I was going to say skeezy slumbag, but you know what I mean—skeezy scumbag. I mean, it Sleazy does.
0: Scumbag. It's just funny because like they put this thing in the game, and it's a fantasy world. Like, there are no modern-looking anything in here, except there's this fucking, like, modern skyscraper casino with, like, neon lights in the middle Mm -hmm. of the fucking woods. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, I I was reading online, Ubisoft is actually, like, involved with them, which I vaguely remember hearing. So, like, they're helping to make sure that, like, like when they show in, like, quote-unquote in-game footage, like, it looks like in game like like a game could actually look whereas sometimes when you see like movies or shows that have like video games in them like they don't look like video games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean that makes sense why they put a a tower uh as the ah. uh, casino.
0: Yeah, they they've also name dropped quite a few um Ubisoft games, but other yeah. games too. Like um they talked about uh The Last of Us at one point, so like, you know, they they're definitely naming actual games. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think other, like, notable stuff about it. That, like many shows, they did a COVID episode where everyone filmed it, like, from their own homes, basically, over, like, iPads and Zoom meetings. Yeah. Which, it, it culminated in one of those, um, like, it was a faux Rube Goldberg machine where everybody set up, like, a piece on in their video that would run off screen so that if they timed it right, like... It would look like the ball rolled to like the next person's screen to continue like its path. Nice. It was, it was pretty cool. I'm sure it, I'm sure it actually took them a lot of setup to get that to work. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. I, if you have Apple TV Plus or can get like a a trial for it or whatever, I highly recommend checking out Mythic Quest. It's, it's three seasons right now. It's like, I want to say it's like 10 ish episodes per season and they're only about a half hour. So it's not like it's a, it's not a huge commitment. Mm-hmm. And while you're at it, also watch Ted Lasso because that show is a fucking delight.
1: You should probably watch Severance.
0: That, we are definitely going to watch that too. Um, but that show from what I hear is not a delight. It's just a really good show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I, I may or may not have my parents, uh, login information for Apple TV, um, that I have not used because I have Android. So the only way I can actually use Apple TV is either on my PS, uh, five or on my PC.
0: Which you haven't had your PS5 turned on since what, like 2020?
1: No, uh <laughs> a month maybe.
0: What did you play a month ago on your PS5?
1: Um, Fallen Order. Oh, that's play- right, I forgot you played that. Yeah, played that in February.
0: Yeah, that's right, I forgot. I it take took it back. Me,
1: took me all of March to play Tales of Arise. Literally, all but two streams in March for Tales of Arise.
0: And it took you all of April to play Apex Legend. <laughs>
1: that's not, I mean yeah, you're right, you're right. But yeah, maybe I will argue. never You
0: can't argue because I'm right.
1: I mean, it took me all of April to get to whatever rank I'm going to end in Apex. Up, but fine, there's no end in Apex Legends, so it didn't take me all of April to get to get through.
0: I said fine already.
1: God, I, I, I'm going to keep going.
0: But yeah, so Mythic Quest very good, worth watching. Um, it's worth watching as long as you're not easily offended, because like I said, like it's obviously satire and hyperbole, but like they do say some offensive shit in there. Um, but, like one other thing that's actually funny, but also like fucked up funny. Um, there's a there are two characters that are um play testers. Um, it's Ashley Birch is one of them, and I don't know who the other girl is. Um, at one point though, the one girl gets like moved to a different position, and um, this guy gets brought in as like the replacement, and he is he is the epitome of like douchebag game guy, uh-huh. but not not like Call of Duty bro, like. Like douchebag, like um actually kinda of guy. Um, where at one point he says he's sitting in the room w- with Ashley Birch's character and goes like, Look, I don't want to sleep with you. And she Ugh. goes, I'm gay. And his response is, I could change that. <laughs> like, just the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um and he also looks like he's like fifty and his job is game tester. <laughs> so, you know not not exactly like top of the ladder sort of person in any regard but yeah fun show um again i'm just going to say watch ted lasso too cuz it's its last season and there's just there are not many shows that are are that kind of funny
1: yeah i've i've heard nothing but good from ted lasso yeah it's so weird it.
0: because like like you start the show if you don't if you go in there not knowing about it you start the show and you think that like it like there's going to be some sort of like sarcasm to him or something but there's not. He is just genuinely the nicest fucking guy, fucking guy in the world. Like, he makes cookies for his boss every day. Every single day. Yeah. Um, but how about Book Club?
1: How about Book Club? How about it?
0: What did you guys think of Pitch Perfect 2?
1: I loved the movie. I thought it was fantastic. I, there was at no point in time in that movie that I wasn't either laughing or just smiling or dancing around.
0: Now, I, had you ever seen two before?
1: No, I only have ever seen one, and I personally think one is still a better movie, but like, not by far. I think, I think one is better. I think two is very good and, and enjoyable, and it's just, it's very endearing and silly, and it knows what it is. Yeah. And how ridiculous it is, and that's, that's kind of where one is as well. It's like, it knows what it is. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I think two benefits from, the characters already knowing each other and them knowing what they want those characters to do.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, But, Drew, what did you think, since you have never seen any of these and you're starting with the sequel?
2: I thought it was fine, but also, like, I feel like Acapella had that real quick comeback for, like, two years there, and boy, did it age real fast.
0: Yeah, like, I'm watching this, and I'm like, this college has, like, four, like competing acapella groups yeah. maybe more because i know yeah, in, the, in the first one there were quite a few groups that were auditioning like at the beginning of the first movie
1: it was i think it was four in the first
0: um i also like i have seen this movie before i did not catch until i was watching it this time that one there's music in the opening scene like they are they are singing to music that's not acapella um and two it had never dawned on me that it is actually like three and a half years later and they have won the the tournament from the first one two more times since the first yeah. movie. Yeah, it just it makes sense. It just for whatever reason never clicked before that like oh right like it's been s- multiple years they're they started as freshmen now they're they're seniors and they have won this that that nationals competition every year
2: except yeah. the, I forget the character except not the one she's intentionally not graduated for three years yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that was that's and that's like that's. That's part
1: of, like, to me, the charm of this movie of knowing exactly what the fuck it is. Is like, oh yeah, sh- her life is the Bella's, so she purposely failed out of a class the last three, two years to keep herself as part of the Bella's. Yeah,
0: and, like, like, these movies are very good for the, like, quick, kind of, like, blink-and-you-miss-it, like, bullshit line. Mm-hmm. Like, like that girl when she's saying how like she hasn't graduated in seven years. She's like, "I'm going to graduate this year, and I'm going to teach children how to sing or exotic dance." Which and like, it's pays just more. yeah, it's just said with such conviction, conviction, and like no one like bats an eye at it yeah. that it's like you could almost miss it.
1: I when she was doing like she was like I. It might not seem it, but I've been afraid to move on. And everyone's just like, "No, we, we could, we could tell you're a mess. Like, we get you." (laughs) I was like, "I like this is good. This is great in-your-face writing that like works." Like sometimes there's in-your-face writing that's just like, "Come on, this is too much." But like with a movie like this, they're like, "Oh well, I don't know if I showed it." And it's like, "No, no, yeah, you did. All, all movie you did, and every character is going to acknowledge that you did." And it's going to be funny the way they do.
0: I also... I, w- I said this to Erica when we were watching it yesterday. I hope... So there, there's the scene when they first get to the camp. And, like, they're all going to sleep. Um, mm. And Anna Kendrick goes from facing the girl who hasn't graduated to facing, like, the one Asian girl who doesn't, like... Like, she speaks very quietly. Yeah. Um, And that girl just, like, sticks out her tongue and licks her nose. Yeah. And, like, that scene just seemed so random. I kind of hope it was just improvised. And it just... <laughs> It worked, and they went with it, so they just kept it in in the movie. Yeah, because like if that was scripted, I feel like I don't know, just something about that scene just didn't seem like it sh- like it could have been scripted.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, can Can we talk about the fact that uh, the Green Bay Packers were singing "Bootylicious" and like that just that made the movie for me as the Green Bay Packers singing "Bootylicious"?
0: Yeah, that that was very good. Like like them being there and um, what's his face? Um, David Cross like <laughs> introducing the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah and then like um what's his face Clay it's Clay Matthews yeah um when he's like so excited for that last category <laughs> and then it's finally their turn and he just freezes he's like i don't i don't have anything guys mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that, that,
1: that
2: those
0: weird little like like sing offs and i i've never seen the third one but in the first two movies those weird little sing offs yeah. tend to be like very fun the
1: the, the sing off in the first one is very good this one was a little bit more like i as thomas is going to sound it worked better in the first one. This one, because it was just like, oh, college acapella groups meeting up at a at one of the college pools and doing their sing-offs to see to test everyone's chops. But like this one was like just randomly, like, oh yeah, some dude just finds random acapella groups that three of them are of the college that we're following, or two of them are of the college we're following. One of them has the main character from the previous, has one of the characters from well, so graduated. That group-
0: that group was in the first movie, too. Were they? Yeah, um, Ad- Adam Devine was not part of it.
1: Yeah, um, but Adam Devine was in the Trouble
0: I don't think Questlove was part of it, either. But, um, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, Joe Letrugio?
2: Did Yeah. You just call Reggie Watts Questlove.
0: Yes. I thought it was <laughs> Questlove.
2: No, that was definitely Reggie Watts.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I definitely thought it was Questlove the whole time. 99% sure I've only seen Questlove on, like, Jimmy Fallon clips, like, three times, so I just thought that's who that was. Um, But I can't remember the other guy's name either. Um, The taller white guy in that group, those two, like, the two, like, older white guys were definitely in the first movie. Mm Because there's this scene where they're—I want to say that the troublemakers win, like, the, like, A competition. And they get into some, like, confrontation in the hallway with those older guys that had no right being there. Oh, um, fucking Turk was in it. Turk was in the group in the, in the first movie.
1: What? I don't remember. Yeah. It's been he... forever since I watched.
0: I, the first movie was on when I went um up to Boston for my holiday party back in December. So I had that on in my hotel room while I was, like, getting ready and whatnot. Um, yeah, I knew there was somebody else in that group that was, like, notable in comedy. Um. Also, just for what it's worth, um, I think Anna Kendrick has perfect comedic timing in, in this movie. Like, with yeah. just like those stupid little lines, like when she's like kind of like flustered and nervous.
1: Yeah. When, when she's flirting with, uh, the Germans.
0: Not even I that. Just... Like when, she, when she was, um, during the Snoop Dogg scene with, yeah. um, with the holiday song and, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Keegan Michael Key says like, oh, you can sing. And she goes, yeah i'm like a, a three-time acapella national champion she goes so like we're kind of the same it's so like so we're, we're, not... we're we're the top we're both the tops of our fields <laughs> i'm just like what
1: <laughs> and he's just like yeah sure um
0: yeah or she introduces um Haley steinfeld's character as a tall drink of water later on yeah like it's just uh, like like stupid shit like that is just very funny
1: fula is fantastic in this movie who uh, Fula Borg or Flula Borg, I don't really know how to pronounce his name. He was the German dude.
0: Oh, like the one that like just like kept saying random shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he I really I love funny. him. He was he played uh somebody in Suicide Squad. One of the first in the second Suicide Squad. He was part of the initial team. Um oh. I can't which one? Um I can't remember who he was of that first team. Um but he's 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 a great comedic actor. It's weird to say a German actor is a great comedic, comedic actor, but he's fantastic. I think he's German. Um,
0: I, I think the whole German team was, if they weren't German, they were at least Eastern European. Yeah, oh, But Well, the ones um, that had lines.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, because I was actually looking at the cast, and uh, the girl that was on the team is not
2: German. But uh, uh, Erica looked is... her up
0: because she thought she looked familiar. I think she's, like, from the Netherlands.
2: Danish. Yeah, Denmark. But which, right there. All right yeah. there. yeah, yeah.
0: And, I mean, like, I think the Netherlands actually speaks Danish in some parts of it, or it might be, like, their second language or something like that.
2: I'm sure. Like, there's, that's all, yeah, crosses.
0: Oh, yeah, they they speak Dutch in the Netherlands.
2: Dutch, yeah.
1: (laughs) Anytime friggin' John Michael Higgins and, uh, uh, what's her name, were on. Elizabeth Banks? Uh, Elizabeth Banks, Yeah. Anytime uh, they were on, yeah. and anytime Higgins said anything, I was just dying laughing. I'm just like, like At, at one point, point he's guy. like, this is why
0: you don't send women to college, and <laughs> I'm just like,
1: wow! <laughs> and then again, like, it just shows, like, that this movie knows what it was and how ridiculous it is, and so, like, the script just goes off the wall. And I think, like, the next one goes even crazier. Uh, at one point, uh, Ruby Rose is in it for some reason. I think she's a competing uh, acapella group, um... And yeah, I just, I I need to, I want to see, I want to watch the third one. And since I have a month of, um, a month of Peacock, I probably will watch it over this.
0: Oh shit. So I knew Elizabeth Banks, um, was a producer on all of them. She actually directed too.
1: Yeah, she directed this
0: one. But yeah, like, there there were just, they, they knew what, like we said before, they knew what they were doing. Like, like they had, they knew their humor for this one. Um, like, uh, what's his face? The, the, the guy who was way too old to play the high schooler, like, last year in that other musical, um, Ben something, right? Drew, you watch musicals. What's that musical about the, that, um, fucking Broadway Alex was in?
2: Oh, uh, Dear Evan Hansen.
0: Yeah, that one. Um, the, the kid from this movie that, um, the, he did, he did magic. hmm Um, I can't think of his name. He's kind of um, famous, though. Ben Platt. Yeah. There it is. Ben Platt. Um... When he like when he first meets um Haley Steinfeld's character and he says something about wanting to cut her in half and the other guy's just like he does magic. It's only weird if you don't go with it. <laughs> I'm like okay sure yeah Let's, that that tracks. <laughs> and then
1: um, any time uh what's her name uh uh was it Chloe I guess was uh, was the main was the main blonde haired girl the, um
0: you mean the 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 like three time the- senior.
1: Yeah, yeah, the three-time senior. I think you're was, was that Chloe? I guess so. Well, Cl- Any-
0: Chloe's the one that that like she well she wasn't blonde, she had red hair.
1: Whoever it was, it was a three-time senior. Um she, anytime she was just like this is the worst thing that ever happened in our lives. And then you had the the Hispanic girl. She was like my brother tried to sell me for a chicken once. And just yeah. deadpan looks and she's like but you're right, this is worse. Or, <laughs> she had, like, one other line, and then it's like, well, what are you going to do when you graduate? Well, I'm going to get deported, so I'm probably going to die trying to come back to your country. And I'm like, wow. That, I was not expecting that.
0: Yeah, like, they yeah, they don't pull punches with a lot of that stuff.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Um. Anything else, though, that you guys want to say about Pitch Perfect 2?
1: Next book club movie is going to be Pitch Perfect.
0: <laughs> I don't think Pitch Perfect 3 is on Peacock.
1: It should be, it's not.
0: No, because, like, for whatever reason, those movies are scattered all over the fucking place. Also, um, careful, because who knows what, um, that director.
1: It's on Hulu. It's, you need a premium subscription, so it's definitely.
0: It's, yeah, it's not on Hulu, actually. Like, it's on, like, whatever you can add on to oh, yeah, Hulu. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it would be.
0: DirecTV looks like they have it. Um, but, like, yeah, it's all subscription or rentals. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I might, I might rent that this weekend. And...
0: Do it. What's the worst that happens? It's a bad movie? Probably not. The f- yeah, The first two are funny, um, but Rich, what is the next book club pick?
1: Uh, you know, I completely, completely forgot to think about this and look this up and figure out what it was going to be, but I have a movie in on my list that we can find that it has a notable actor in it or notable director. Um, and I've been wanting to watch this, I believe, least show. It is a prime video movie. It is Super 8. Okay. And that is J.J. Abrams. So making it a little difficult, hopefully we can find a couple of other J.J. Abrams movies to watch over the next couple of weeks that are on other services.
0: So, like, he hasn't done a lot of movies, has he?
1: I mean, he's Force Awakens, Star Trek, uh, Cloverfield, Star Rise Trek. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he... did he do
1: Cloverfield? He did Cloverfield. He did the original Cloverfield. And Why Ten is that not on thing. here? I mean, I'm looking through, um, uh, all right, the director, he, uh, I mean, he okay. was a director for
0: So their filmography, like, his filmography on Wikipedia is just not organized well, like, some stuff are in, like, a nice table, other things are just in an unorganized list, and it it varies depending on if he was only a producer, or if he did more than one thing, like, it's quite a yeah. mess. Apparently he was the writer on fucking Armageddon? Oh, wow. Well. Huh. But yeah, I, but so we got if m- if we
1: can't find enough that has him as director, a JJ Abrams production movie writer re- re- written anything JJ Abrams has his name on, I think.
0: So, to be to be fair, um the the things that I wrote down and put numbers next to when I had you roll the dice, um it was director or producer cuz I thought there was a chance that like mm-hmm. you know, maybe like one of us will have like a very specific thing that like the director isn't super notable but usually if it's a well known enough movie and it got a real release it probably has at least a producer that yeah, yeah. Ha- has produced other things yeah. so like that does open up a lot more like like the mission uh, mission impossible movies um like the good ones not the the original ones
1: yeah ghost protocol um you can do the uh, the other cloverfield movies the first one he directed i believe but the others, no. he only produced? no. He's al- he's only a producer he's... on any of them. Oh, oh, I thought he, I thought they, I thought he did more than this. Nope. um, I thought he, I thought he was a bigger director than he. Nope, um, he is directed
2: he did one, a... two, three, four, five, six movies.
0: So he did television for over a decade. Yeah, because he went from um.
2: Let's watch a whole season of Alias.
0: I've sh- why or Lost. Let's watch all six seasons of Lost. Let's
1: watch all of Lost. I'd rather watch um, it not. Alias. I'm not against that. I've yeah, been he wanting did, to um, rewatch it.
0: Like, starting in 98, he created, directed, wrote, executive produced, and theme composer for Felicity, and then Alias, and then Lost. Mm-hmm. So, like, while he didn't write and direct every episode, like, he was heavily involved with all three yeah. shows. So, like, that's why if you look, his his directing, like, didn't really start. Actually, yeah, his first director credit in movies was Mission Impossible 3 in 2006. Mm-hmm. So, Wow. I thought somebody else did Mission Impossible 3. Maybe I'm thinking Mission Impossible 2. The first three Mission Impossibles, I don't think, are all that good. But, like, the later ones, pretty good movies.
1: Yeah, the, like, the later ones I hear from Mission Impossibles are pretty good. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going with Cloverfield, or not Cloverfield, with Super 8. That's uh, been a movie that I recently, within the past couple of months, before we started doing this um, whole, like, every, every, like like, we, like, set of movies match thing. Uh, that's been a movie that I added on to my list a while back. I know last week I, I, I thought about doing Spielberg, but I just, I, I, and we could have done, uh, Indiana Jones, but I just, I wasn't 100% feeling Indiana Jones. So, and I did, forgot to look up other Spielberg movies. I mean, you so,
0: can probably name a movie and there's a good chance Spielberg was involved.
1: uh, in uh, uh absolutely. Absolutely. Star Wars. Jaws.
0: We Thank could be watching fucking Jaws.
1: Um, but. Yeah, we're gonna go. With, we're gonna go with Super Eight, which yeah, I, I even I you guys can't see, it, but I started any anytime I thought of a movie, I would look it up and find out where it is as well. So I had it written down, so I knew if it was available or not. And so yeah, yeah Super just, Eight is on Prime.
0: Just watch is pretty accurate for that stuff.
1: I just normally when I'm looking up movies, just check what Google says.
0: So my my problem with Google is it sometimes will tell you it's available somewhere. Um, because like, like you said before, it's available on Hulu if you have a subscription to like Showtime well, or
1: something. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if it says Hulu premium subscription, then it's not on Hulu. It is on Hulu, but it's not on Hulu. It's on a different service through Hulu. And that's like, so I'm like, I look at that and it's, just, if it just says Hulu, then it's like, all right, it's on Hulu. But if it says premium subscription, then I'm like, all right, then it's not Hulu or we have know. to do a trial.
0: Tomato, potato. Potato. No. I said it how I meant.
1: Tanjiro motto.
0: Um, anything else you guys want to talk about though?
1: Uh, no, so. I don't think so.
0: All right. Well, in 2 weeks we will talk about Super 8 and other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.1-quest.com. You can help us out by supporting us at patreon.com/1quest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of it helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash online or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash video, And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And then, Rich, you're playing a whole bunch of Apex for the next two and a half, three weeks?
1: Uh, More Apex through the beginning of May but keep an eye out on my YouTube channel for the Let's Plays that I'm releasing, mostly because since I'm only playing Apex, I wanted it. a different game for everyone who doesn't care about Apex. So check me out, twitch.tv/bwonuts for WANUTS, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. And YouTube, it's just beWANUTS, um, or at beWANUTS on, uh, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday for new videos.
0: Cool. And with, with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: Yes. Bye.